The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 48 and the first show of season 23-24. This is the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill and he's Ewan Cameron. And you can now see us as well, which is even better. So we are on YouTube. You can search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast or you can head to youtube.com forward slash Clyde1SSB and it means you get to see all the hand gestures that I give to Ewan throughout the show as well which are numerous. Who thought this was a good idea? I've got no idea. We're not only just on YouTube, we're also in 4K. Yes we are yeah and you know like I've been on holiday so I've been eating a lot over the last wee while. You have put on the pounds, my friend. I have put on the We were at a photo shoot the other day there at East End Park, which we might talk about a little later. Yeah. And I did notice then that you'd eaten a few pies while you were on holiday, my friend. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to enjoy yourself. And it, It's that sort of way where I wanted the photos done where I still looked like I had a little bit of a tan. And you look good. But then also, I look like I've swallowed a space hopper. So, like, there's that sort of, like, back and forth between that. So, we got our photos taken the other day. You'll see them a wee bit later on. So, um, what did you do for the summer that you uh, put on the pounds? I went to Greece for a week. Oh, maybe not nice. Did you get caught up in the the problems in Greece over the summer? Every single person that I've said, oh, I went to Greece over the summer, has asked me that exact question. And? And No, I didn't. Did you see anything? Uh, No, to be fair, a couple of days it was quite hazy. And I think that was smoke that was sort of like blown over because we were on a, uh, an island, uh, Kefalonia, which is sort of to the west of Greece. So it's quite far away for roads because roads But it's down. still part of Greece. It is, it is still part of Greece. Were but you like, on your own a, private island? Uh, no, not a private island. I did have a football celebrity spot, though, in the in my hotel. Geese clues, I'll try and guess who it is. Okay, um, this well, person, In the same hotel as you? In the same hotel. Did you speak to said footballer? I didn't. Oh, no, no. I'll ask questions. Okay, right. And you just it. do the yes or no thing. Right, Okay, so it. famous footballer. Mm-hmm. Did he play in Scotland? No. England? Yes. Premier League? Yes. So Premier League era from 92... Yeah, he would have, yeah. Yeah, so he was a footballer before the Premier League came into existence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we talking one of the big clubs? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Like a Man United? No. No, not Man United. A Liverpool? No. Chelsea? No. Arsenal? Yes. So an Arsenal player. There we go. So an Arsenal player in your hotel mm-hmm. in Greece. Former Arsenal player. Who Retired played player. in the 80s. Yep. For Arsenal. Yep. Did he play in that famous game against Liverpool in 1989? He scored in that game. Oh, um, not the winning goal. Not the winning goal. He scored the other goal. Oh, is it, um, what's his name? Um, Alan Smith. Is the correct answer. Alan Smith. There you go. Well, so Alan done. Smith was in your hotel? Alan Smith was in my hotel. Did you speak to him? No, I didn't. No, because he's on his holiday. And I thought I would leave him to it. Because he probably go, gets... Like, go and ask him for a wee selfie. He's a legendary footballer. He's actually... Who the... do you think you are? He's the 27th uh, greatest gunner of all time, according to a recent poll. But you're a fan. I know, but I just... Like, I'm a fan of I see... Do you know who else we saw as well? We saw Johnny Lee Miller, who's in train spotting in The Crown and stuff. He wasn't staying in our hotel. He was also married to Angelina Jolie. He was married to Angelina Jolie, but he was in a restaurant and he was sat behind us. And it was actually my dad who spotted him, not me. And they were like, I'll go along and have a speak. I was like, I'm not... He's, he's out with his family. I'm just like... When I was in... Where was I? I was in Portugal and I was down by... What do you call that place where you get loads of boats? What do you call it? A harbour. 
No, there's another word for it. A marina. Yeah, I was okay. doing the marina, right? <laughs> I was doing the marina in Portugal. Right. And Musa Dembele walked past me and I stopped him for a selfie. Remember okay. the Musa Dembele played for Spurs? Oh, the Spurs, the Spurs. Dembele, Musa Dembele, yeah. not the yeah. Celtic not Dembele, the, Celtic the other one. one. But I asked him for a selfie and he was more than happy to give me the selfie. He was actually delighted that I recognised him. So... Who do you think you are that you didn't feel the need to go and speak to a famous footballer like an Alan Smith or a famous actor like a John Lee Miller? I'd have I been think... up there and gone, hey, love your film. Love that you went out with Angelina Jolie. Can I get a picture? I know, but that's the difference between you and I. I don't annoy people. I don't annoy people. I just go and say... That's annoying. No, no, you go up and you respect what they've done. If, and if, if, I was, if, if, you're, if I was at the level of fame... I mean, Alan Smith isn't sort of like, you know, he's famous, but, you know, he can walk down the street and it'll be fine. Nah, he's a bit legendary as Alan Smith. If Alan Smith was walking down Dunfermline High Street, he wouldn't be mobbed, would he? No. Do you, do you think no, anybody would recognise Alan Smith down Dunfermline High Street? I reckon he'd probably turn a couple of heads. Right, and would those couple of heads then go up to him and say, excuse me, Alan, I would hope not. Because, as a footballer. Because I just think that you should let people get on with their day. And instead of chasing them, I mean, obviously... No, I'm not, who's chasing? You, you, chasing? you said you would run up to them. You, you literally said you would run up to them and take a selfie. I, I mean, I, 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 I mean, this is also coming from the man who chased Steven Gerrard around Ibrox, so there's that as well, yeah, let's well, be honest. I, well, I did chase him, but that was So when, a, you, when, you, when you moved to Saudi Arabia, actually... I did chase Steven... El Etifak, uh -huh, are you moving okay, out there, right, Ian? Okay, yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, I did chase Steven Gerrard around Ibrox. That's because I wanted to be the first reporter to interview Steven Gerrard as yeah. Rangers manager. Yeah. I did chase chase a celebrity about seven years ago in a in a tube station in London. Why? Chased, Leave them alone. Chased them down the platform and it was Andy Bell from Erasure. And he was in front of me right. and I ran after him singing Little Respect. And then I jumped in front and went, I love you, Andy. And, and I got a selfie and he signed a, um, a bit of paper for me. You're really irritating. No, that that's I, really. I, I love Asia. That and I saw fine. one of my favourite singers of all time. But you don't need to run up, jump in front of him. A hutty. It's Andy Bell from Asia. Like, right? Who's a hero in your life? Who's a hero in your life? If if somebody that you admired as a child suddenly appeared in front of you, you're telling me you're not either going up to them and tapping them on the shoulder. I'd play it cool. You're not asking for a picture. I might ask for a picture, but right. I play it cool. So, I'm not so, jumping in front of him. I'm not chasing him round with a microphone. <laughs> I'm not moving to Saudi Arabia <laughs> and getting a job you, at whatever see, Saudi see, Arabian... Right, okay, We're, this is the start of the second season station. of this podcast, right? Yep. Can we just make a rule right now Aye. that you have to stop this nonsense of me and Stephen Gerrard being some sort of lover I, boys? I, like, I, didn't, I didn't chase Stephen Gerrard around Ibrox. Right, okay, and I've told you why I did that, and you I know? did get the first exclusive interview with Stephen Gerrard. And Gerard. I was just saying, are you going to do the same? Are you going to move and, to Saudi Arabia? And you should, you should be actually be quite um, full of admiration for me for doing that. To be fair, you do have a big interview coming up later on in the show. We'll I get do. to that in just a wee second. You caught up um, with, it's fair to say, a Scottish footballing legend. Yes. So you'll hear that a little bit later on. Some interesting words coming from Graham Souness later on on the Big Scottish Football Podcast. So uh, that's us all caught up and um, back to winding up Ewan, which is what everybody oh, wants. Hold on a wee second. We found out about your summer. We got no interest in my summer and what I did. You told me. Everyone knows this because we did it on the last podcast. That doesn't matter. You could ask me how it was and how did it go. How was Denmark? How was Sweden when you went to see Coldplay at the stadium where Aberdeen won the 1983 Cup? Right, Cup? okay. Yes, so I flew to Copenhagen. I also went to Gothenburg and I saw Coldplay. Brilliant holiday. Went with my wife, went with my 14-year-old son, George. And where did I go after Gothenburg? You went to Oslo. Exactly. 
and that was lovely and I flew home Cool. Well, other things you've missed over the summer as well. Hibs doing Hibs things. They were beaten by an Andorran side last week. Now, the second leg is tonight at Easter Road. They lost 2-1 to Inter de Escaldes, I think we'll call them. And um, is that the worst result for a Scottish team in European history? Who were that mob that Celtic got beat 5-0 way? Right. I've got a list. I've got 10 bad results from Scottish football in Europe okay uh-huh. you just tell me whether it's worse or oh, better right, okay producer John in the studio thing go and turn the music down now I need to concentrate on this right okay let's right, concentrate let's do properly. So, right, so Hibs losing to that Andorran mob last week they got beat 2-1 David Marshall having an absolute shocker yeah. but is it worse than Armidia Bratislava beating Celtic 5-0 in the 2005 Champions League qualifiers is this quick fire yes <sighs> No. You think Celtic's worse? I think that's worse because of the power and the might of Celtic. Oh, no, actually, I'm going to say yes. So it is worse. It is worse, Right, you've yes. totally changed your mind there. Okay, right, that's yes. fine. What about uh, Kaunas 2, Rangers 1 in 2008, the Champions League qualifiers? Yes. You think Hibs getting beats worse? Yes. Okay. Aberdeen 1, Sigma Olomouc 5 in the 2009 Europa League. I think it was Mark McGee who was in charge there, I think. What was the score? They got to be 5-1 at Petaudry. Was that... I had to have been doing the football phone at the time. Yeah, well, probably. 2009, 2009 I, was, yeah. I was on the radio. But, but is it worse than the Hibs score? Yes, no. No, it's not. What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> is that score worse than the Hibs score? No. Right, okay, so Hibs is still the worst. Yes. Okay, right, that's fine. So that's us, that's us three down. <laughs> Jesus, we've got six to go. Uh, Vaduz 2, Falkirk 0 in the 2009 Europa League. No, which means... That Hibs is still worse. Yes. Hibs losing 7-0 at Easter Road to Malmo in 2013 under Pat Fenlon. No. So this result's worse than that one. Yeah, the Hibs result from last week because it's Andorra. Lincoln Redhams 1, Celtic 0. Where are they for again? They're from Gibraltar. Ooh. Now, Celtic did win the second leg before yeah. Celtic fans come and shout at me. Yeah. Oh, so they're for Gibraltar. Yeah. And then you've got Andorra. Mm. I mean, they're much of a muchness, aren't they? I think Andorra's a slightly bigger country than Gibraltar. But but where are they in the world FIFA rankings? I, I would hazard a guess that Gibraltar are worse. Than Andorra? Yes. I'm, I mean, not sure, I, I'm not sure. I, about I mean, that. I think you're splitting hairs here, really. And is it a worst? Is it a worse result than the Hibs result last week? That's what I'm asking. I think they're much of a muchness, to be honest with right, you. But but I'm, 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 yes. right, I'm still going to say that Hibs result is worse. Okay, Hibs result is worse. Um, let's go to Progress. Niederkorn 2, Rangers 0. Where were they fair again? They Luxem- were from Luxembourg. It was Pedro, Pedro Cachinha who was in charge of Rangers at that point. I, I mean, Rangers were a basket case of a club under him. That, that's actually no that much of a surprise. You think? Getting put out by a team from Luxembourg. Yeah, but Rangers were awful and that manager was a joke. Okay. So, yeah, it's still hips for me. What about Kelly nil, Konas, Key, Nomads 2? <laughs> oh, that was poor. That, that was that, bad. That was really bad. That's that, the Welsh club. That's the Welsh club. Oh, I mean, I'm... Wales are a bigger football nation than Andorra. Yeah, I know, but that Welsh... The Welsh league will be better than Andorra. That league. Welsh team striker was a farmer. I mean, probably, I don't know. But no, they were all like part-time, like electricians and stuff. But I suppose the Andorran team were that as well. Yeah. Like postmen so and everything. So it's still worse. 
I'm still going to go with Hibs worse. Sligo Rovers 2, Motherwell 0? I don't think so. No, it's no I don't think that. No. No. And uh, AZ Alkmaar 7, Dundee United 0. I mean, it's an embarrassing scoreline. But AZ Alkmaar did go on to reach the semi-final of the Europa Conference League. So yeah, I think after those 10 shocking results in Europe, we're still saying that Hibs getting beat by two goals to one is worse than any of them. Now, I'm sure there are people out there who are listening to this or watching it, and they're going to go, you're talking a load of shit. What, what, if, what if they come back and win tonight, though? Oh, they will. Yeah. They'll pump them tonight, 4-0. Okay. So they will go through. Right, okay. So does that make it not as bad, then? It was embarrassing last week, and yeah. it was a right good laugh, <laughs> but not for Scottish football. But rival fans thoroughly enjoyed it. I do, and I do genuinely mean this, I want every Scottish club to qualify for the group stages of Europe. Mm -hmm. So I do want Hibs to win tonight because it's good for our game and it's good for our coefficient. coefficient yeah. uh, Johnson, Lee Johnson, is 6-1 to one to be sacked first this season, according to McBookie. Um, the favourite is Stephen McLean, who is 6-4. to four. Obviously, they had an absolute nightmare in the Viaplay Cup, including an absolute pumping of Sterling Albion. And they also got beat by Stenhouse Muir as well. Um... Do you think Steve McLean, Lee Johnson, Frankie McAvoy is 7-1 to one as well to be sacked? So those are your three favourites. Who's going first out of them? In the sack race? Yeah. In the sack race, Lee Johnson is out of a job tomorrow morning if he doesn't turn it around tonight. Okay. So he's gone. Right. But I don't expect them to lose or to not qualify, so they'll be fine. I would go with Stephen McLean because I thought it was a poor appointment to begin with. I'm surprised that St. Johnson went with him. So I would go with Stephen McLean. Okay, that's And fine. then Brendan Rodgers, the second favourite. Airdrie were the only team to get a 100% record in the Viaplay Cup group stages. And the draw for the last 16 has been made. Hibs Wraith Rovers, Stalin Albion versus Aberdeen. That's been moved to the Friday night. Airdrie versus Ross County. St. Murren Motherwell, Rangers versus Morton. Kilmarnock against Celtic. I saw Derek McInnes moaning about the seedings, even though Kilmarnock won the group. They weren't seeded, so that's how they got Celtic in the last 16. Uh, Hearts versus Partick Thistle and <laughs> Livingston against Air United. I love it when Derek McInnes cries. It just fills my heart with joy. He <laughs> likes a wee moan, doesn't he, does Derek McInnes? Of course, there have been many ins and outs over the summer as well in terms of transfers. Rangers have been splashing the cash. They have brought in eight players. I think you'll find it's nine. Is it nine? Oh, well, it's eight with Sefuentes about to join. Sefuentes is already in Glasgow. Maybe he's, he's already, just here for a holiday. He's not, he's not here for a holiday. So it'll be nine signings for Rangers who are going to be an interesting watch this season. So Hearts have only brought in three players so far. And More St. on the cards. And St Johnston have only brought in two. Uh, and they've actually released quite a lot of players as well, St Johnston. So, um, see, see the boy that we signed from um, Western Sydney Wanderers? Okay. For Hearts? Yeah. That boy's second. Put that down. Don't look at it. What? Don't look at it. Turn that over. Turn what over? The whole thing. Bit of paper. Because what I'm going to do is, I'm going to give you five transfers, okay? And you need to tell me who they've signed for. Oh, don't do that to me. Okay. Right. Are we ready, Producer John? I think we need the incorrect and the correct um, sounds, if that's okay. So, so is this just in the Premier League? Just the Premiership. That's fine. I'll be okay. nice to you. Right. I'll start off with a nice, easy one. Yeah. Diego Pineda. Who's he signed for in I Scottish Premiership? I think he's signed for St Mirren. I think that that is the wrong answer. That is the wrong answer. 
He is, signed for Dundee, obviously. Oh, he did Dundee. Yeah, he right. did. Okay. He did. Right. I saw him only yesterday. Let's go with an easier one then. Uh, let's go with Nicky Devlin. Who's he signed for? Oh, I know that. He, 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 they made a mistake in putting the picture up before they should have. That'd be Aberdeen. Yeah, signed with Aberdeen. That's a good yeah. signing for them, to be fair. Okay. Really good signing. Let's go with Riley Harbottle. Who? Riley Harbottle. Who's he signed for? Riley Harbottle? <laughs> yes. Riley Harbottle. I'm, I'm he, just, he, he I, was at Nottingham Forest. I'm going to go with, because they've made a living signings this season, I'm going to go with Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock is... The incorrect answer. Is it? Yeah, it's the incorrect answer. So well, wait, wait, give me another guess then. Okay, go Motherwell. Is the incorrect answer. Uh, Dundee. Is the incorrect answer. St Mirren. Is the incorrect answer. Livingston. Is the incorrect answer. It's not Celtic or Rangers. And another one. Rangers. Incorrect. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Hibs. Yes! Hibs have signed Harbottle. They've signed Riley Harbottle from okay. Nottingham Forest. Uh, right, let's do a couple more. Let's go for... Um, who we got here? Aha! Let's go for Josh Reed. Who's he signed for? Josh Reed. Can you give me information about him? Where did he come from? He came from Coventry City. Coventry just missed out in the Premier League to loot in. Well, you know that, so you should know your Josh Reed facts. Did he play for Coventry in that playoff final? I've got no idea, Ian. Josh Reed Sounds like that would be a player that would turn up at Ross County. Is the correct answer. Oh, you're joking! <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> and finally, yeah. uh, let's go for... Um, why don't we go for... Um, yeah, why don't we go for this one? Who has joined from Ipswich Town on loan? Corey Ndaba. Corey Ndaba. Corey Um or Un? Ndaba. Because that's important. It's an Um and not in. Yeah. I'm going to go with... Corey Ndaba. I'm going to go with Motherwell on that one. You would be absolutely wrong with uh, that. Kilmarnock is the right answer. Get in. Yes, by the way, it's right. I'll stop doing this now. In terms of the actual transfers, we can, we can speak go, about go, them. Go and do me a favour. See that Hearts player that we signed from um, Western Sydney Wanderers? Yes. Go. Callum Nuenoff. Is that how you pronounce his second name? That's what I'm going with. Okay, that's it. Uh, he looks pretty good. I did watch Hearts play Leeds United last week in a pre-season friendly. We lost 1-0 but there were encouraging signs for, for my football club. Uh, Frankie Kent and Michael McGovern uh, signed as well. Frankie Kent, he was with Peterborough, centre-half. Yep. Peterborough fans are really upset that he's left, said he's one of their best players, so we've apparently got a really good centre-half there, which I'm really happy about. In terms of Hibs, obviously they have signed Dylan Levitt from uh, Dundee United. Good signing, I wanted him at heart. Uh, and of course, uh, Riley Harbottle as well, as we know. Jojo Wallacott has signed from uh, Charlton as well. Will Fish is back on loan Good and uh, Kevin Nisbet is out the door. He's away to Millwall. He left over the summer. Kilmarnock, Robbie Dees has signed from Inverness. Lewis Mayo uh, has signed permanently from Rangers as well. Uh, Mikey Devlin signed for Livingston from Hibs as well after he got released there. Uh, Jonathan Obika has uh, become a permanent transfer at Motherwell from Morecambe as well. Uh, Connor Wilkinson. They have obviously lost Kevin Van Veen and Max Johnson as well. They're both out the door. Uh, in terms of Rangers, uh, Danilo, the Brazilian striker, has signed from Feyenoord I was looking at his scoring record it's not too bad at all actually I think he got something like 13 goals for Feyenoord last season the season before for 20 I think he got yeah. 17 in 
and 32 or something like that. Uh, also got Lammers, who's been signed from Atalanta. Balogun is back. Uh, Jack Butland has come in as well. Sterling, many more. Uh, in terms of Celtic... Um, I'm surprised at Celtic. I suppose there's not been a lot of movement no, in. No. Uh, well, I mean there has. They've obviously signed uh, your man, and you're going to run through this uh, for me if that's okay. Uh, the Polish uh, centre half they've signed from Legia Warsaw for uh, Malik Naroki. Yep. Yeah, okay. We'll from Legia Warsaw, four million. Uh, Odin Thiago Holm as well. He was earlier on in the summer. Uh, we've got the South Korean guys that have come in as well. Uh, Tilio from Melbourne. Yes, and, uh, Awata, he looks decent at Tilio. And Awata is obviously permanent. Obviously, there's money to burn there at Celtic. Right, OK, here's my question about the Celtic squad, right? Yeah. Apart from Jota, the team that they've... The squad that they've got is a winning squad, apart from Jota, that won the treble last year. Yeah. Is there any of those signings improving their best 11? I don't know if they are. I, but... I, I wouldn't sit here and begin to know I know much about, about those players. About those players. I, thought, I think we're going to have to just wait and see. I think it's um, same with Rangers as well. I think so, absolutely, yeah. I think uh, gone are the days when Celtic and Rangers are generally signing players that we've heard of. <laughs> um, so I remember the days when Roy Keane was turning up and Janino and all that. Even before that, when Rangers were signing like Arthur Newman and... Loudrop. You know, Loudrop, you know we, we don't have those players. Let, this moves us nicely on to our predictions for the season. What? Stop doing that. That's really annoying. Why 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 are you um I didn't I didn't do that. I was producer why is, John. Why is producer John stapling the papers together? So that you've got the them all side. in one place. Right. Right, let's move on to our predictions. We'll go in reverse order. So we're going to start with League Two and work our way up. Okay. Okay. So um who is going to win League Two this year? You and Cameron. Albion Rovers. I'm going with the same prediction I went with last year. League two, Albion Rovers. They'll either win the league or they'll get relegated. That's my prediction. Moving on. But what are you going for? Why are you looking like that? Because Albion Rovers got relegated last year, Ewan. They're not in the league. Did they? Yeah. They lost to Spartans in the playoff. Go and name me another team from League Two. Well, I'm going to say that East Fife are going to win the league. But give me another team. Stranraer. Right, I'll go for Stranraer. Stranraer, okay. <laughs> right, that's fine. Since Albion Rovers aren't in League Two. Uh, let's move on to League One. League One's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Because obviously Falkirk are down there. Uh, producer John, what is it, the 14th season you've been in League One or something like that as well? <laughs> producer John. Okay, any other answer apart from Falkirk is wrong, according to John. So, um, At, For League One, for me, I am going to go with Falkirk. I went with them last year, but, I, 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 but do you know who I fear? For Falkirk, <laughs> I fear for Falkirk. Queen of the South, Queen of the South have had a decent cup campaign, and they had they were decent at the end of the campaign under Marvin Bartley. Yeah, I've got a funny feeling that they'll be knocking on the door. I'm not so sure that Hamilton will. So I'm not going to go for Falkirk to shock you, um, because I think that John McGlynn will just be by the time we get to February, March time, flapping about and, and going mental as he If they're not does. winning the league by February, March time, he'll be at the door. I think it's going to be a tough league, though. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's... I think it's going to be a very tough league. Right, so who's winning it? I think Cove Rangers are going to win it. I think <laughs> I think they've regrouped under Paul Hartley. They've regrouped? Up. Did you watch the end of the last season? That's no regrouping. They're conceding goals left, right and centre. Yeah, they've regrouped over the summer. They're rubbish, mate. They had a decent League Cup campaign. We're going with Falkirk to win the league. I'm going with Cove Rangers to win the league. Okay, right. So let's move on to the championship. Who's going to win the championship? You and Cameron. Hopefully not Queens. I want them relegated. You know, I, I was doing a wee bit of just looking at 
forums and Twitter pages and stuff last night, the Queen's Park fans don't think they're going to win the league this season. They think it's going to be a, a development season, shall we say. So, so you read all four posts from the Queen's Park fans. <laughs> so so I, I went through everyone and, you know, it's funny because... There's some fans that are wildly optimistic. Um, I think the Wraith Rovers fans are in a really good place. They've been taken over over the summer and they've made a couple of decent sign-ins. Uh, I, I don't think they've probably got quite enough to win the league. I think they'll be in and about the playoffs, though. Um, and then you've got Inverness fans who obviously were at the Scottish Cup final at the start of June there and they are saying they've never been so pessimistic going into a season in living memory. So, so who's winning the league? I'll tell you who's winning the league and they're going to walk it. Jim Goodwin's Dundee United. I, I think they're going to absolutely walk that mm, league. They, I, had, they, they had a really poor start to the League Cup campaign, but then they came good. I I think that that is incorrect. I think that... I, in saying that, I think Dundee United will win the league, but it's not going to be a walk in the park. Right, so, I think so, so you're, you're agreeing with me. Yeah, I think Dundee United will win the league, but I think it will be like last season. I think it will be like the season before when Kilmarnock won it as well. Down the I, last couple of games. Down the last couple of games. Because I, 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 Dundee United are not running away with I, that I disagree with you. I think Dundee United run away with the league. And I think those who will be vying for playoff positions and hopefully challenging for a title will be Partick. I think Wraith Rovers are in where we shout because of what you've just been saying. I hope that Queens are nowhere near it. And I also give your team, Dunfermline, an outside, an outside chance of not challenging for a title, mm -hmm. but an outside chance of getting into the playoffs. I think we're looking very light at the moment. We've got a couple of big injuries. Kane, Richie Hosler's out, Matty Todd's out as well. <laughs> the excuses are coming out already, man. No, I... I, I mean, listen to it. I, 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 I don't... I, who's expecting Dunfermline to win the league? Nobody. I never said that. I says, but I think you'll challenge for a top four. I think that's reasonable. The playoffs? I, I don't think you're going to be in any danger of being relegated or dragged into a playoff position. I would hope not, but the championship's funny. The, the championship can be weird. And I also think that with Dunfermline and Airdrie going up... Airdrie are a good side. Airdrie are a bit of a dark horse this year. I think they've signed reasonably well over the summer. They obviously had a really good via Play Cup campaign. What did I, they do against Falkirk last year again? Uh, they absolutely battered was them. Seven one or something on aggregate. Aye. Yeah, I'm sure producer John will be on to tell us in just a wee second. What so. was it again, John? Who's uh, listening in the other studio? I think it was something like eight nine one. No, eleven. Was it not eleven? Twelve one. Something like that. Something aye. like that. Something like that. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I think Dundee United will win the league. In terms of the playoffs, I sort of broadly agree with you. I think Rato been there, Partick Thistle. I think you know you don't know what United are going to be like this season because they've lost uh, Dipuak and Yemi over yes. the summer. Um, so they have signed Ed McGeady though, bizarrely. Dunfermline will be in there about there. I think Morton will be fine as well. Um, I think it's going to be another really tight year in the Championship to be honest with you. Right, let's move on to the Premiership then. Oh, ho, ho. Who, uh, let's start. Do you want to Relegation. Go? Relegation. I am going to go for, I'm sorry, St Johnston fans, but I think oh, this really? is, I think this is your year. Oh yeah. wow! I'm, I'm surprised you said that. You generally think St Johnston would be the ones? I think for the past couple of seasons, obviously the season before they dodged it in the playoffs under Callum Davidson. Last year they pushed the panic button, and then it worked for them because they brought in Stephen McLean and he managed to keep them up. They've only made two signings so far this summer. They've That's... lost a lot of experience. Uh, David Wotherspoon's out the door Michael O'Halloran uh, a few other players have left Murray Davidson's retired and stuff like that they've lost a lot of experience I think they're in for a tough season and their Viaplay Cup campaign was honking so I'm going to go for St Johnson to get relegated That's sorry guys big, nothing big, else big call I, I think that Livingston are gone 
Okay. Um, and the reason I say that, can I just read out what uh, David Martindale said the other day there? Yes, you can. Um, just hold on a wee second there. I did screen grab it. Did I not send that to you? On you WhatsApp? did send it to me, and it was basically. No, like, no, no. Let me read it out. I well, mean, well, why? Because why, why, why? we've got a life to get on with. Right. Okay. I'm just finding the screen grab that I sent you or that David Martindale said, and he's more or less waving the white flag. Uh, here it is. Here, David Martindale says, "I'm not looking forward to the new season. If I'm sacked, I'll be on a building site within days." Says David Martindale. And if you if you if you look back to what he was saying towards the end of the season that he couldn't bring these players in, they weren't interested in coming to Livingston, they didn't have the money, etc., 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 financial issues, blah 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 blah. He's been setting this up for a number of months, and for that reason, he clearly knows something that I don't. There's something fundamentally wrong behind the scenes there that he's even worrying about his own job. I think they're going to struggle. I think that they will be relegated. This will be the year that Livingston go down, and I think that. Ross County will also be in the mix as well. Okay, so is that who you're going for? for I'm going for Livingston. You're going for Livingston relegated, relegation playoff? Uh, Ross County. Okay, I think Ross County will be fine this year. I think they made a couple of decent sign-ins. I'm going to go Livingston for the relegation playoff. Okay, so your bottom two are St. Johnston and Livingston. Yes. Okay. Okay, so the like I've I've got the the pundit prediction here, and the only bit I've not filled out is third place because I think it's a wide open this year. Best of the rest. Best of the rest. Um, I think that. Aberdeen have signed pretty well over the summer. Barry Robson obviously came in and did a pretty decent job, got them over the line, got them to third. But how are they going to cope playing Thursday, Sunday? I'm not entirely sure. They won't. Because Hearts couldn't cope last year, and I don't think Aberdeen are any better off off in terms of their squad. So for that reason, and this is a bold call, you're writing down what? I'm going to go totally left field and say that Motherwell are going to finish third. <laughs> Ahead of Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs. Motherwell finished the season really, really well under Stuart Kettlewell. I think he's a decent manager. Wow. They've lost Kevin Van Veen, which is obviously a big blow. That's a lot of goals. Wow. But I think Motherwell are in for a decent season. And I think they're going to definitely finish top six. Are you on the wind-up? And I think Motherwell will finish third. You're not on the wind-up, are you? No, have you actually, wind up. Go on, let me see if you've actually written that down. I've written it down. That's what I've written it down. So you have as well. So wow. I'm going to go Motherwell finishing third. And the reason for that is because I think Aberdeen are going to struggle in Europe. I think Hearts are in for an absolutely torrid time. Shut up. With this Naismith oh, and sh- Frankie McAvoy set up. And you think it's a nonsense as well, so don't give me that. No, no, it's not. Listen. Listen, we'll have to wait and see. I'm not happy with the way it looks at this very moment. And I don't think... Like, but the, the, proof, the proof will be in the pudding and it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks or so in the league and also in the League Cup. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'm ready to pounce. Okay, I think Hibs... I, I, again, I think they've made a couple of decent sign-ins. Yeah, I think Hibs have made and a couple of decent And they've got Martin Boyle coming back. And I they like have. Johan. And I like Levitt in midfield. And I like that they've got Fish back. He's a good centre-half. I, I think Hibs will be okay. I think Hibs will be top six. They need a new keeper. David Marshall's chucking him in. Left, right yeah, and centre. So. His, 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 his days so are gone. So who are you going for third? Is Hearts. It? Hearts, obviously. Right. No, it's not obvious. And I'll give you the, my reason why I'm going with Hearts, right? Because Aberdeen, I don't think, are going to cope with playing European football Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, up until Christmas. I just don't think they're going to cope. And they're always going to be uh, looking 
back because Hearts will be playing on a Saturday because unfortunately, and I hate to say this as a Hearts fan, I don't think we qualify for Europe. I think we get through the next round, but I don't think we get through the playoff round because we're going to be unseeded and some of the seeded teams that we could play to get into the Conference League are just too good for us. So I don't think Hearts make it to Europe in the group stages, which means that we've only got the league campaign to worry about. And for that reason, I am going to go for Hearts to finish third. If Hearts were in the Conference League, I would probably go with Aberdeen. Okay, but I'm going with Hearts because the Aberdeen will be in Europe and Hearts won't. Okay, okay, right. Uh, let's move on to first and second. Then who is winning uh, the Scottish Premiership? Who's asking first? I'm asking, I'm asking you. you. You're asking me. Yep. See, I, I, listen. I'll just say it straight from the top. I'm going with Celtic, and the reason I'm going with Celtic is because apart from Jota, they have still got the team and the squad in place that won a treble last year. The only difference is they don't have Ange. So how does Brendan Rodgers cope coming back to Celtic when the pressure is on? He'll have a different style of play to Ange Postacoglu. Will he get the best out of the players the way that Ange did? Those questions will all be answered as the league campaign gets underway. I think the Rangers are an unknown quantity. I don't know much about the players that they've signed. But I think if they hit the ground running, I might change my prediction after the old firm game, which is at the end of September. Yeah, is it not like four matches or something? Four matches then. So that's I'm going with Celtic just because they've been there, done it, got the T-shirt and they won a treble last year and they've only lost Jota and they've added four or five players to that team and they've not lost any other players apart from that. So for that reason, I'm going with them. But I will also say this, and I don't know if you agree with me here, whoever loses the league is getting sacked. So if Michael Beale doesn't win the league this he's season, gone. he's getting sacked. He's, and if he's, Brendan Rodgers doesn't win the league with Celtic, he's getting sacked. He's gone. 100% he's gone because there's a lot of Celtic fans who did not want him to return and they're just waiting for him to mess up. They're waiting for it and they're going to pounce on him. He has to win the league and he has to do something in Europe. I don't think that Celtic qualify out of the groups in Europe. I think they've got a good chance to get in the Europa League place by finishing third in the Champions League and if they do that, I think they could have a decent run in the Europa League. I also think the same with Rangers. I don't think Rangers should be in the Champions League because I think they'll do a better job and they'll get a better run in the Europa League. And I think the same as Celtic as well. So I think we're in for an absolutely tremendous season all round. I think at the bottom of the table, I think for the top six, it'll be a great battle. And I think for the best of the rest, it'll be it'll be nip and tuck and see for the league title. I, and if Rangers do hit the ground running, I think we're in for a wonderful league title race. Do you know what we've just had? We've had a Ewan Cameron hot take explosion. <laughs> there it is. Brendan Rodgers or Michael Beale will be sacked this season. Let's hear that again. Do you know? Do you know? Agree with me? Uh, it depends because the Celtic fans will not yeah. accept Brendan Rodgers so, getting beat by Michael Beale. So I think if uh, if Brendan Rodgers doesn't win the league, he's he's gone. I, I think he's gone. He's gone. Um, but what if he gets the Europa, what if he gets the Europa League final? Oh, that might change things. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes. So, so there's always yes. that as well. No, I don't think Celtic will, but... I know what you mean. Um, you know, that's how Giovanni van Bronckhorst managed to stay on. That's true. Yeah, uh, that's true. Whereas, I think if it's really close in the league, and there's only a point or so in it, and Rangers finish second, but they manage to win a cup and maybe have a decent European run, you sacking you sack Michael Beale after that? They have to win the league this year. 
Rangers so, have to win the league this year. But, but Rangers don't. fans expect to win the league and nothing else is going to matter to them. Anyway, I think... It's Celtic for me because... Celtic yes. are going to the season as favourites. They have to. They won the treble but, last year and they've only lost Jota from last season. Again, we don't know what the players that they brought in are going to be like. But can I can I add a caveat to that? And I'll put my hand up and producer John, listen, I, I my, the caveat to that is I don't know what Rangers are going to be like. Yeah, of right? course. They're... they're, they're I don't know much about the team. Uh, there's a lot of new players in there. How there's been mixed gel. results in pre-season, but you can't, read much, uh, you can't read much into yeah. pre-season. And, uh, if they hit the ground running and they gel as a unit, they'll have a great chance because I do like Cantwell. I do like Raskin. I think Goldson's a great player at the back for them. I think Butland's a really good goalkeeper as well. I think they've got issues at fullback. Um, so, yeah... Can we revisit our predictions after the first old firm game of the season? If you want, I think yeah. that's fair I, because I, we don't know what we're getting with Rangers. Just for the avoidance of doubt, I'm going Rangers second and Celtic first as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm the same. But can yeah. we revisit it after the first old firm game? Yes, we can. Right, let us know your predictions. You can get in touch as always at Big Football Scott. Please stop doing that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. There, uh, you can search for us on Facebook. We're on Instagram as well. If you fancy that, and it's time for our big interview. Let's go. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right, so we are back for season 23-24 and we're kicking off with a massive interview. Ewan Cameron has been catching up with Scotland and Rangers legend Graham Sooners, courtesy of Skybet. Ewan, what did you chat about? Well, according to my script that producer John has put together for me, mm -hmm. we got stuck in about Scottish football and I asked him how close he came to joining Rangers during the summer how he got on with his charity swim and who did he prefer to beat Celtic or Manchester United when he was a Rangers manager or when he was a Liverpool manager and player and um, it was a rather interesting conversation. Yeah, you're wanting to hear this chat and here it is for you. It's Ewan Cameron with Graham Sinus on the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Let's talk about the Scottish Premier League and Rangers, a club that is so close to your heart. You grew up supporting Rangers. You were a player manager at Rangers. You've turned down the opportunity to go back to Rangers as an ambassador role. Was that a tough decision to make? Yeah. Um, was that going into any great deal? Yes. You know, I, I, um, I had a couple of meetings with James Bisgrove, um, but ultimately decided it wasn't it wasn't for me. I felt, you know, I had something to offer, but maybe um, it wasn't seen as um, a road they wanted to go down from their point. So you, you have. I'm, I'm a great believer. You can never have enough football people around the place. You know, I look at I look at the likes of most recent example. That would be Ted Bowie at, at Chelsea, where you got someone new coming in um, and not having any football around them, any football knowledge around them, and they made lots of mistakes. I mean, Ed Woodward at Man U after Fergie went, mm -hmm. he was making all the big football calls, and um, look how well they did with that. I mean, the game is littered with it. You've got Mishiri at Everton, Ed, Ed, Ed Ellis Short at Sunderland, Mel Morris at, at Derby. You know, there's a whole litany of people who, smart people going into football clubs and not getting it right. I, I, I felt that like something to offer, but it wasn't, it wasn't the way they wanted to go. So what you wanted to offer wasn't what they were offering you, so there was a clash there then? Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, and I wish them all the best. It's my team. There's no clash. There's no clash, no clash. But um, you couldn't meet in the middle. But you couldn't meet in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's um, it's my team, and I only ever wish them well. And you know, they're they've 
they're not a million miles behind Celtic. Celtic obviously they're in the box seat because of their recent success and the belief that they carry going into the new season. But we, you know, we've got a new manager with with new players and and hopefully win the first Old Firm game, put the pressure back on Celtic and see how they deal with it instead of us playing catch up. That's that that's a big big game coming up. That first one, you know, if you put a marker down yeah. on the first one, because my experience of the Scottish League is you can be playing the best football, we have the best players playing the best football, but you've lost the first Old Firm game, and then all the criticism comes on you because you're sitting second in the league. And the team that are top are playing with a greater freedom and you're playing under pressure, not to slip up again. So so it's that first old form game is very important. Graham, I can see you and I know how much Rangers means to you. I can hear it in your voice. It sounds to me as though you're quite upset that you're no longer going to be playing a part no. at Rangers and no. that you, you wish that you had come to some sort of agreement. No, no, I've not been, I've not been part of... Um, Rangers for 30 years so it's it's um but it's part of your life it's, it's your it's your team that's what I'm getting at it's your team so when you yeah. when you have the opportunity to go back you're disappointed not to be doing that um yeah I'm a disappointed I suppose I am yeah yeah you know I still think um I've got my marbles and I think in my age I think um I still remember what you need to do to win football matches. A wee bit disappointed, but, uh, you know, I've, I've got plenty to be getting on with in my life, like my charity work. We're going to announce something even more mad to do next time round rather than swim the channel. <laughs> you know, come up with a serious challenge. Come up with something serious the next time. Uh, you you so, raised over a million pounds for Deborah. You, you raised over a million pounds for Deborah. That is yeah. an amazing achievement, Graham. And honestly, that was unreal. Uh, well done to you. Was Was that a difficult challenge for you? Yeah, it was more difficult than we thought it would be. You know, my I live on the south coast, so my training for that was you go into the sea, um, nice warm water down there on the south coast. Yes. And you got three, four hundred yards, you swim parallel with the beach. So the waves are coming at you on your right hand side. When you turn to come back, they're coming at you on the left. But when you get out into the channel, it's like being in a jacuzzi, it's swirling and you're getting knocked about all over the place. So it was more difficult than we thought. And, and we did a large chunk of it at night to catch the tides. Um, so, I mean, what it basically, you get in the water, it's pitch black. You swim at the side of the boat and all you're focused on, it's quite boring actually because your head's, you're looking down into the water yeah. most of the time. When you come up to breathe, you're just focusing on a little light at the side of the boat. Uh -huh. So you're trying, you're trying to stay level and parallel four, three or four metres away from the boat. And you just, you just plod on. You just plod on. Um, there was the first time and we were getting we all got you know handfuls of jellyfish which are not great but you, you sort of half get used to it um, but it was just a, a great sense of achievement at the end of it and we we're doing it obviously for Deborah the charity I'm involved with with kids who suffer from epidemiolysis bullosa which is a skin condition which is just truly horrific for the sufferers and I've come particularly close to a little girl up in Inverness called Isla Grist and we're, we've all met her. Well, all the team had met her. I'd, I've obviously known her for about five years now. And um, you'll have to spend an hour in this girl's company to realise you're in the company of someone quite unique. You know, people talk about being mentally tough. Well, I'm 70. She is the toughest cookie I've ever met mentally in my life. Unbelievable. Seriously. Sit rock, like a rock. And she, I mean, she inspires me. Yeah, and whenever I talk about her, I get emotional. So let's stop there. Isla Grist is is 
At 15 years old, she was 15 two weeks ago. I look up to her. I look. I think of her every day. I look up to her. Amazing, Graham. And I'm going to end on a positive, just in a word. You're a Liverpool legend. You're a Rangers legend. Who did you want to beat the most? Man United or Celtic? Well, it has to be Celtic. I don't have to, you know, I think... Um, <laughs> as a... I, I'm not saying this to demean Man United in any way, but when we were when I was a player at Liverpool, we were we were um, we were the dominant team, and Man United weren't winning trophies at that time. And obviously, you go back as a manager, and the rivalry up there, it's it's obviously more parochial because there's only the two teams that you beat them, and everyone's happy. I remember I got in trouble uh, the very first press conference I did when I went there as manager, and and I actually said. And I meant it at the time, but I quickly changed my mind when I said, well, I don't care if we lose to Celtic four times, as long as we win the league. And there was a silence in the room. But I actually meant it. And then the first Old Firm game, I changed my mind. <laughs> first minutes, the first Old Firm game, you got to beat them and win the league. So it would be Celtic's a great rivalry. I think it's the greatest rivalry in football. I, haven't, I know about, you know, Liverpool Man U, Liverpool Everton, Galatasaray, Benabachi, you know, they, they, these are all big, big rivalries. But I think the history behind these two teams, beneath the, the two dominant teams in Scottish football, is enormous. Is enormous. Historical rivalry. Graham Souness. healthy. No. Graham Souness, legend and icon. It's been an absolute delight speaking to you this morning with Sky Bet. Have a wonderful day. And listen, you're an inspiration to many people as well. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, you. There he is, Graham Souness on the Big Scottish Football Podcast. You and Cameron catching up with him. Some very interesting things. Obviously, lovely uh, stuff as well about his charity yeah. swim and all the rest. You could hear him getting an emotional on that. But in terms of the football and stuff, um, he was linked with a return to Rangers in the summer. But going from that, it well, sounds like they couldn't quite work it out. No, so he did meet James Bisgrove on a couple of occasions. And what I... And we do this a lot in the media, and particularly in the football media, when you go to media conferences or you interview managers or chief executives, you try and read between the lines because they don't really say what they really want to say. They well, he like, did say he was disappointed there. Well, you know, he was very disappointed, but I think the big take from that is is that James Bisgrove has a meeting with Graham Souness about a particular role. Graham Souness clearly saw his role as being bigger than what James Big Bisgrove was offering, and they couldn't come to an agreement. I think... Graham Souness wanted to have more of a say in regards to the running of the club and footballing matters. And I think what the key point to that was is that he then went on to talk about football clubs in England who had made mistakes, their other chief executives who had made mistakes yeah. by not bringing in enough football people. As you're saying, you can't have enough football people around the chief exec, around the owner. And I just took from that that he was having a little dig. Uh, James Bisgrove there by saying, look, you're making a mistake here. I can offer more than you're willing to give and you need more football people around you to make it work. So I think what's happened here is that James Bisgrove has had a listen to what Graham Sinus wanted to do and what Graham Sinus was willing to do. He's then gone and had a meeting with probably Michael Beale and others at the club and probably the last thing that they want is the shadow of Graham Sinus overlooking them all from the main stand at Ibrox. Does Graham Souness bring something to Ibrox? 100%. Do you want him in your corner? 100%.
So why they haven't brought him in is a shock. If I'm being honest with you, I'm absolutely shocked by that. And I think he's shocked by it as well. I think that he believes they've not got enough good football people around at the top end of the club. Not I, not that from the management side of things, but a director of football or someone that can help James Bisgrove going forward. So I think he wanted more and they weren't willing to give him that position. That's quite the most comprehensive reading between the lines that I've ever encountered in my life there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was filling in all the blanks. I mean, he was he was very careful in what he said, but look, look how many chief executives he mentioned. No, there. I know, I know, I know. And all those chief executives he mentioned balls up. Yeah, they all balls up. So you know what he was getting at. So listen, I think uh, that interview is probably going to make headlines over the next few hours, and uh, you can have your say, of course, on Clyde One Super Scoreboard tonight from six o'clock with Gordon Duncan, and uh, they'll be in this very studio taking your calls. Yes. So if you want your say, you can have uh, your phone in tonight, obviously from six o'clock, and you can get the guys live on YouTube and all the rest of it as well. And uh, that is just about it That's from it. us on the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Yes, we have to go. This is just a preview episode because Monday is the big one we've got some brand new games you and there's going to be a wheel in front of you as well a, what a literal wheel why is nobody told me about the wheel like a spinning wheel we're going to have that on monday uh we're also well, going what? to have wait wait what i i am part of this show i know but we don't want to complicate it by getting your ideas involved so we've got our own version of room 101 as well as we open scottish football get in the bin we also have some conspiracy theories. Ewan, this is coming from you. It's my idea. Exactly. So we've given you one of your ideas and we'll tell you all about it. The Legends Lottery is going to be class as well. That's what we're going to do with the big wheel. And uh, it's basically all about Scottish footballing icons and cult heroes. And we're going to try and get them all on the show between now and the end of the season. We're going to spin that wheel on a weekly basis. Whoever it lands on, it'll be up to us to track that person down and attempt to get them on the show. But first we need to fill it. So if you've got some suggestions, for club legends so whether you are a Celtic fan a Rangers fan an Aberdeen fan a Hearts fan a Dunfermline fan a Falkirk fan it doesn't matter who you are the club legend or cult hero that you would want to hear on the Big Scottish Football Podcast we will do that between now and the end of the season and even the more obscure the better you know I'm thinking back to cult heroes at Dunfermline guys like um, Adam Hamill who you probably don't even know Right. He played for Liverpool. He played for Liverpool, of right? Of course I know, but good he player. Was, he was on loan at Dunfermline for six months and uh, got us to a Scottish Cup final. He was incredible. He chipped the ball over Neil Lennon's head and stuff like that as well. So, you know. I've got one. Yes. Jose Katongo. Jose Katongo, yes. Love Jose Katongo. He lives in Hamilton. Does he live in Hamilton? Well, get him in. Well, Jai Katongo plays with... Um, I've got Morton. Jose Katongo's number. Well, there we go. That could be our first one. But we need to land on him on the wheel. We need to fill the wheel first. So get oh. your suggestions in at Big Football Scott and we will open the Legends Lottery this coming Monday we've got a brand new game to round off the show as well which is going to be a lot of fun we cannot wait for a bit thank you so much for listening today remember you can find us on all our usual podcast providers on Twitter as well and on Instagram and Facebook just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast and now of course live on YouTube as well well not quite live sorry like semi-live uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and you will not miss one it will drop straight Straight into your inbox. You can get your conspiracy theories in as well for Monday if you fancy doing that. Your predictions, Legends Lottery, all of that stuff. We'll be back this coming Monday for the first proper show on the brand new big Scottish football podcast for season 23-24. Ewan Cameron, thank you very much. Cheerio! And cheery bye. Thank you very much for listening.